This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. G'day. It's getting weird already. It's second episode, like, mate, there's no big intros. <laughs> Just move past it. And Dal Roots is here. Hello, Darkness, my old friend. Indeed. Um, yeah, so this is the second of our week of podcasts. Um, fantastic. Uh, if you haven't listened to yesterday's episode yet, I'm not sure why you're jumping out of turn. It's a bit rude, to be quite frank. Go back and listen to Mondays, then come yeah, back. You but, can't um, have dessert before you have dinner. That's very you ridiculous. Can't. You can't. Although this is more of a 10-course degustation uh, restaurant kind of setup this week, Dale. Don't ever use that word again. Degustation. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, de- I'm degusted with that. That was ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, let's just rip this band aid off. Um, <laughs> that was very good. Penrith, that was better than Bubba Pen- Coach. <laughs> All right. Come on. Penrith 20, South Sydney 16. We're on this earth just to suffer. Um, Pain. Take it away, Bubba. Yep. Yeah. Um, after five minutes, very excited. After 15 <laughs> minutes, I've walked. <laughs> That's going to be uh, a minute. <laughs> what was seven minutes yeah. like? <laughs> uh, after 15 minutes, it was painfully clear that we were going to lose this game. And at halftime, despite it only being, what, 12-6 or whatever it was, and, like, we're watching it with most of my family. So, But, like, the ones who go to football games every so me, my grandfather, my little cousin, we're all like, we're definitely going to lose this game. Whereas my auntie's like, no, it's all right. It's only eight points. They can come back. And we're just like, no, they're getting the shit kicked out of them. Well, Pop didn't say that, obviously. But... They're getting the shit kicked out of them. This game is over. We're not going to win. They are just murdering us in the middle. Um, Appy Corris had an and then absolute field day, didn't he? He didn't he? he looked like fearsomely good. He was yeah, on he's, fire. He's still, still the last South hooker to play well in a big game, Dale. Yes, <laughs> I'm painfully aware. Um, yeah, Vanguard, I think you nailed that. I think like. The scoreboard is close. South actually had opportunities to win that game at the end, but it was like, oh, as it, you it, said, it, 15 it, minutes in, you're like, yeah, fuck. It's going to take something for South to win this, isn't This is kind of, they're kind of in trouble. Yeah, it's going to take them bombing 19 tries, which they did. Um, yeah. And then if, honestly, if Adam Reynolds puts his foot like five centimeters further back, we'd probably win that game, which is just ridiculous. And then we would have had the honor of being absolute shit pumped this week with no Corey Allen, no Bailey Sirenen, probably no Junior Totola. We were absolutely murdered this week. So it's mighty, I'm not saying I'm happy that we lost. I'm obviously, you want to win, but fucking hell. Like, especially, we would have been with, without... I mean, who knows if Campbell Graham would have even been fit as well. So, like, I don't know what the back line would have looked like. They would have had, like, one fit edge forward. Like, it would have been ugly, I think. So, Is maybe Wayne it's for the fit? best that they... Huh? Wayne might have got a run there. Hmm. Honestly. Um, and yet, yeah. Um, yeah, it's... I said to, I said last week that if it's raining, Souths are completely stuffed. And yeah, obviously both teams made handling errors, but I mean it was just Souths just got murdered. But both and Penrith have done a great job all year of really pushing the boundaries in terms of leaving early and then holding down in the ruck, and they did a really really good job of um, stopping Souths from getting any sort of roll on. Um, second referee might have cleaned that up, but uh, we don't have that anymore. Um, you know, they, they were, they, they, that's how they've succeeded all year, sort of like pushing, pushing and pushing. Um, and they did it massively well in this game. And if not for some sloppy execution with the last pass a few times, um, 
yeah, we're, we're looking at a sort of Friday night-esque scoreline rather than the close game we ended up with. Oh, mate, like you mentioned that like this South team, as you said, after a few injuries, I mean, obviously we had Cam Murray starting in centres anyway and Siren and starting in the back row. Siren and getting injured. Toll getting, uh, what, HIA, whatever. That was pretty much it. You're like, this is going to be a miracle from here. But there was... Penrith just kept bombing tries. But every time they opened the door for you, you guys closed it on yourself. Like in that first half, there is, I think, four occasions the set Penrith made a mistake on, you made a mistake on your next possession. Like it might have been they made a mistake, you got the ball, got a penalty and made a mistake. So two sets. But it was four occasions that first half that they bombed tries or opportunities, gave you the ball back, and you gave the ball straight back to them. It's like, come on, fellas. Like they took their foot off that and. You gave it back, and you gave it back in your half. You gave them so much ball in your end of the field. Yeah, I mean, this just wasn't the, the this just wasn't the clinical team it had been for the last month. You shouldn't be this much worse just because there's a bit of rain. You shouldn't, and yet they are, and yet we knew they would be, and we said it last week. And I was checking the radar every ten minutes on Saturday, and as soon as I saw that it was raining in Homebush, I was like, well, we're going to lose. Um, like, why is it like bef- this? Even before it rained, it, well, I, was why, dropped, I, was, I was away and you're like, yeah, it's over. Yeah, I <laughs> said like that. five o'clock. I'm like, oh yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah, no, someone sent me a photo, a bomb screenshot. And it was like, it's already raining at Olympic Park. I was like, well, that is, we've lost the football game. Thank well, you. Well, it's been fun. Honestly, it. it shouldn't make that much difference. That's something to address for next year, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I improved stadiums. Well, this good, was good yeah. call. This wasn't even a game though that was won or lost on you know skill or execution because neither of them could pull off anything. It was won on like the effectiveness of completing the set. Like honestly, like Penrith, you know, made many mistakes well, but they had their kicking game was like every time Cleary kicked, it felt like you were starting the ball with the ball inside your own ten, and every time you kicked, it felt like Penrith was starting the ball thirty out from their line. And it's just that small pendulum that that's all it took for you for Penrith to stay on top, and they were so physical through all of it. They bl- they blew fifteen hundred tries, but they scored a few mistakes because you also kept dropping the goddamn ball. It didn't feel like an, a very impressive win from Penrith, but it just certainly felt like they did. If they didn't have their foot on your throat, it was like at least on your stomach for most of the game. Like they were at least holding you down with something. Hey, and that and that weather didn't help because like even when you started rolling a bit in that second half. And, and Cook should never have kicked that ball out. He didn't mean to. You started rolling a little bit. It still wasn't fast. It wasn't the fast south side we got used to the last couple of weeks. I don't know what to say. It's just three years in a row of this. And this was... it was So 2019, I, I, I for most of the game, still thought they could win. But 2018 was a lot like a lot, a lot like Saturday where it just became painfully apparent after like 20 minutes that Souths weren't going weren't gonna to score. They weren't going to get enough points. Um, and I mean, you know, Corey Allen got to try through some blind luck. Um, and they, <laughs> yeah. and shout out to him. A real sort of redemption story this year from how he finished 2019 to how he finished this year, basically playing on one leg, scoring a try to get them back into the game. But yeah, they were second best throughout this entire match. I, I, I just don't understand how you can be so good for so long and then just turn up in the most important game of your season and just get the shit kicked out of you. But they did. That's what happened. I I can't understand it, mate, because things just like they had a game plan and that fell apart. But like, I don't know. 
teams should have plan B, but they're already on plan B at kickoff. Like they're already on plan B with Campbell Graham out. They're already on like Cam Murray out there. Well, and we'll do I mean, stupid. what he should, I want to, I mean, I said last week that, well, I mean, said to you many times that I didn't know why Stephen Masters wasn't playing. Mm. I think Wayne might've big branded a little bit in that regard. I think I maybe just, maybe just bring in the guy who played center in the back half of the season and looked pretty good doing it to play center. Instead of yeah. fucking around with edge back rows who you already don't have enough of. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's part of the point too they made. It's not like they had a, a, fl- a overflow of ex-back rollers they could use because, yeah, that once Murray had to play that full game on the edge, you're like, well, that was another thing. You're like, that's next blow. This is over. It's like, we can't put Murray in the middle. We're not going to generate that good, quick play the ball without him going in there. That's another blow to, to South's prospects. Um, I thought Coruscant was brilliant. Um, yeah, he's agreed. very best much on, been an unsung hero. On this team this year um and it was like watching the other team have a damien cook a lot of the time it was super frustrating that like that he was there well no not well just that they were having so much joy especially the market play from seas was very sloppy a lot of the time because they were constantly on the back foot and there was Coruscant was finding that pocket of space in between the markers and the defensive line basically every time he went for a run um he drew i think he drew a penalty and then set up a try in like back-to-back sets doing that twice um, in the first half. And he was a large part of the reason why every single time they started a set, they were over halfway by the time Cleary was kicking the ball. And, and, then, and, it, and it was amazing to me that like they Souths didn't know how to deal with him. It's like, don't you train against the, this guy? Like, I, yeah, know, but I mean, it, like it, you it can't was exactly, do much when you're saying, just it was exactly, it was exactly like having a cook. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, they just had no answer for it either, as you say. No, like they, he would just, he just found gaps at will. Yeah, um, Penrith. I thought, I thought Penrith forwards were great. Um, yeah, I mean, again, backline execution, bombing a couple of tries. That is what it is. But yeah, they missed kick. Yeah, out their, their middles, their middles just murdered South middles, didn't they? Yeah, I think they missed kick out for that left edge, and I thought Crichton was a bit oh yeah boil too. He bombed yeah, the yeah, tries, yeah. we know, but um. That forward pack again, as you said, like Fisher Harris and Isaiah Yo, and like, this is not a criticism of them. I think people sometimes think you're like trying to blame the rules when you say they're really good at pushing the boundary. This is the damn fact. Like Fisher Harris is up so fast off that line, but you know if he gets away with it, that's good on him. It's a good part of the game to get away with that. He's up so fast, like he hit Reynolds about a million times. It felt like, you know, every time Reynolds had the ball, he felt like Fisher Harris is going to hit him from somewhere. Uh, like I thought him and Yo were, were exceptional. We've mentioned many times on this podcast how Isaiah Yo's rise makes no sense. But it was just, you know, I think pretty fitting for for the season he's had that, you know, he was the guy that stood up with that play. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't have picked that again. I've said it before, run a thousand simulations in Doyle Bot. Wouldn't have picked Isaiah Yo stepping to the middle and to be the guy to set the match-winning try to Dylan Edwards in a prelim final. But here we are. He was, he was exceptional. And I think him and Fisher-Harris have been you know, I wouldn't say they're unsung, but I feel like that, you know, those guys with Coruscant are as much the heartbeat of the team as Nathan Cleary is, and, and often it's the credit is given to Nathan. Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, Dylan Edwards as well. I mean, to have to He's catch good. those Reynolds, to have to catch all those Reynolds bombs in those conditions, did a great job. Oh. Mate, didn't he have a game? I forget how many. But he had a game a year or two, a year ago or two years ago. He dropped the ball five times. 
<laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Confidence shot. And he took some great ones. And I think that was another mistake in South's game plan. Is obviously, they planned on, on targeting Dylan Edwards heading into the game. And they bombed him early and often. But they, they weren't getting a good enough roll on before their kick. So they didn't have a very good kick chase. Reynolds was getting pressured. The bombs weren't as good as usual. But I, I didn't like how they just kept sticking with it. I didn't like, like, Josh Mansell, Mr. Leadboots, you know, who's killing you on tackle one hit-ups too. Why don't you bomb him and start him, start him in that corner and make them work out of the corner? But they kept bombing to, to Edwards in the middle. And you, get, you just give Penrith the option then from the start of their set to choose which way they're going to they're gonna strike. Whereas if you pin Mansell on a corner, you're telling them where they're starting their set from. But it's actually much easier. Like, sometimes fans don't get it. It happened in Origin a few years ago. They didn't understand why the Blues, for example, bombed Corey Oates in the corner for, like, 15 times and he dropped none of them. It's because, like, if you bomb in one corner, it's actually pretty easy to turn your line speed up because you're just, you're just pressing one direction. You don't have to worry about them going down the other side. You get to press one direction and really push your line speed. And I thought South needed to, in that second half when they're working their way back in, was just focus on one corner, try and pin Penrith in there and just keep grinding. But they just didn't get into that at any point, into that grind. Even when they're rolling really well, it was it it was there was no grinding. If you get me, they were a bit flamboyant when they when they rolled yeah. through that. With that period, what was about like the fifty fifth to like the sixty fifth minute? Yeah, they playing pretty well and then Cook kicked it out. It was, weren't it was, um wasn't it was just they were throwing the ball around a bit more. Yeah, so, yeah, but Toto and Mansour's yardage runs were unbelievable. They had to stop kicking at Edwards, mate. They had to. They just kept doing it. <laughs> I don't understand it. Um, yeah. That's something South have always liked. I mean, AJ, great try scorer that he has never been a yardage guy. Jackson Paul didn't give them much either. I think that's something they, they need to address for next year. I don't know what you do. Do you put Dane Gagai back on the wing and put Latrell in the centres? Well, I have I no mean, idea. Shout but, out to Dane, though, man. He had a good year. He had a, he had a pretty good game in this one as well. Dane was all right in this game. Um, yeah. I don't know what they do. I still want them to sign that O'Car and work it all out later. But the, I mean, I think the toughest part as well, though, for you, man, is all these things are said about South is like, you know, you probably. Any of us probably put, you know, a safe bet on if Reynolds hits that kick, you probably score. Like, yeah. That's yeah. The, the toughest thing. And like you guys go down there straight away, like he has the ball in his hand. Uh, after that 40 20, I'm pretty sure he had the ball in his hand ready to go play the quick tap. And yeah. like you're in, you're probably, you're either in and away in that corner or you take one tackle and spin it to cover, like to get around <sighs> the covering defense. Well, I was, yeah. yeah I, was, I, I've, yeah, I was I was pessimistic for the entire match until that ten seconds between him kicking that ball and then me realizing that he put a foot on the forty meter line. It was a great idea, great execution. Just um, off a terrible set, <laughs> off a terrible pass as well. Yeah, it was a like terrible he clearly set. wasn't getting that ball off the ruck. That was uh, like that was like setting for a bad field goal. Yeah, it was. It was, but like it's it's. Yeah, with the I, I was pretty miserable on Saturday night, but like, you know, you got to get over these things and just get on with your life. But then when I read on Sunday morning that Corey Allen had been charged, I actually felt better weirdly because mm. I was kind of like, well, that's a big out for next week if he gets suspended. And boy, howdy, what a hit it was too. Yeah, <laughs> people were being he like, murdered I don't, him. I don't, like, there's no way they could have argued that either. So he would have 100% been suspended. I don't remember so, that tackle happening. I'm like, yeah, because it was off. It was so late. It was off. It was frame. real bad. He's got that in his game, Corey. He did I? I swear he did it against the Roosters in round 26 as well, or against the Knights. No, he did it. Yeah, Heimel Hunt right at the end of that game when he didn't need to. He did it as well. Yeah. He, he got away with it though. But yeah, once I read that, and I was like, well. If they had somehow fluked this game, they'd be going into next week with, you know, um, 
AJ at fullback. Who knows where? Who knows who in the back? Who knows who in the centers? Um, lame ducks. If you made it, yeah, I think so. Which is yeah, weird, given how confident I felt a week ago. But you know, shit happens like that in rugby league, mate. And and yeah. final footy is like we're talking about those minute moments. Like we're talking about Reynolds being. 10 centimetres in the wrong position, you know, his foot in the wrong position from like a terrible pass. And he somehow, I have no idea how he created that momentum to kick it like that, stepping backwards, essentially. Like we're talking about that being like deciding a game because that's what finals are like. But I also think like Mark Nichols on an, is it the set before this or after where tackle four, he just takes oh, the tackle. tackle four. He's like, it's Mark Nichols time. It's like, mate, what oh, do, you, do you not understand what, what, like you've got a bit of an offload going, a bit of, you know, a bit of a movement going and he get, takes a tackle and it's like, mate, what are they supposed to do after this tackle, you idiot? Like, Especially when they were just holding down for a million years it. every single time. And, but, um, and then Liam Knight saying one milking the penalty. It's like, mate, I understand you want to play the odds, but they're not giving it to you. You definitely smack the middle of the face or real hard to get this penalty and you've just stopped the roll. Yeah, that was awful as well. And they just, I, yeah. Um, but obviously a lot of credit has to go to Penrith. Um, and... I mean, I think they can feel pretty good about their chances on the weekend, just purely because, like, they were very, very sloppy in their execution in this game. They still won. Mm. And anytime you can win and sort of look back on all the opportunities you missed, that's fine. That's all right. Yeah, that's They're not what champion bomb. teams do. Champion teams find a way to win ugly. I've said it a thousand times. Yeah, yeah. And 100%, mate. And, like, they're getting written off a lot for how well the Storm played. We already mentioned in the last podcast. That's the Storm at Suncorp. But you don't, don't write off this team with how physical they are. Like they, their their big issue this year is that they you know scoring points. They generally generate points through volumes of possession and forcing mistakes, and they'll struggle to force the Storm to make mistakes because of who they are. But I mean, I remember going to the 2016 Grand Final. I know it's a different Storm team. I know it's four years later. I remember going into that thinking, "There's just no way the Sharks beat the Storm. The Storm are too good. They're gonna do their thing, whatever." But the Storm, the Sharks smashed them in the face. Played really physical and actually rattled Cooper Cronk and Cam Smith. And, you know, this Penrith team are that physical that, you know, maybe that's going to happen next week. I don't want to, I don't like the fact that people have written them off already just because they only won this game by four points. Uh, speaking of, for the, speaking of about the pitch, uh, projected to rain most of Sunday. Sad. So, very sad. I would assume that it is going to be wet and slow. Yeah. High chance of showers, winds 25 to 30. I, I live just down the road from the stadium, so... Right, Dale, um, you're, saying, you're saying that rain could make the pitch wet. <laughs> yeah, but not, not just wet, like slow. If it's going to rain oh. all day, it'll be a slow, yep. slow deck. Um, it's true. It's famously harder to run when the grass is damp. <laughs> this is correct. I mean, I've watched not a lot of horse racing, but horses don't like mud. Yeah. It's just in. It's true. It'd be like running on wet sand, which apparently Damien Cook never did. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And all, obviously running on eggshells, mate. We haven't hit that because you probably get 1,500 questions about that. But um, disappointing because yeah, you've been so good earlier in the finals to but do people understand that, again. Do people understand that like, I mean, yeah, I mean, people really wanted to reach and blame him and only him for that Dylan Edwards try because it's funny. And I respect that. Mm. I, I'm, I respect it, and that's fine. People, but, people, in inverted commas. But also, like, it's really difficult to play the way he plays when your forwards are getting the shit kicked out of you and when the other team is holding you down in the ruck for 15 seconds at a time every single play. 
there wasn't a lot he could have done, I don't think. I don't know what you're supposed to do when your entire game plan is reliant on getting on the back of those quick bird, just play the balls and Murray play the balls and creating magic. I mean, that kick was awful. You're right. But it wasn't to me that he had a bad game. He just didn't do he anything. Did, he didn't have a bad game, but those are the things that like, this is not regular season football. Those two moments are like big moments in this, this game. You know, it's like, it was a close game. That kick in the touch. He knew when he kicked in the touch too that he fucked up. And they scored off that set. Uh, Penrith did. Like, that's, you know, it wasn't the world's worst play. But it broke the, the game plan South were running at that time. They wanted to get the ball in play. They were trying to wrestle, they were wrestling on top. Sorry, wrestling back momentum as you, as you love Bungard. And uh, that took it away. That kick in the touch. Gave Penrith a breather and they scored. And like and said, even, that, that even missed tackle on, Mark, uh, on Isaiah is not his own fault because Isaiah stepped through the middle of your goddamn ruck. Yeah, that's exactly what uh, I was going to say. It's like, yeah, he may have fended Cook into the stands, but also like he stepped through, through, he stepped through two middle forwards mm. and it's not Cook's fault that he's a foot shorter than Isaiah Yo, who just <laughs> happens to have a massive wingspan. Like yeah. it, it's not up to him to make that tackle there. As I said, I think he went through, it might've been Burgess and Michael's. Mark, Mark Nichols, Nichols, that's right, yeah. Uh, but he went through two forward, like he went through two middle forwards. What's he, what's Cook to do there? Like he's he wasn't expecting that have yeah. to make that tackle. The Mark uh, Nichols Express came to him an absolute crash in this it, game. It, it found it, it found a hole. <laughs> there was there was a bridge oh. missing in the in the uh, was, in between the two cliffs. Unfortunately, it was the old wild wild west, mate. Penrith had yeah, put he up just went the... underneath the bridge and blown it up. And Mark Nichols, Wiley, just Coyote, Ivan Cleary, mate, yeah. If you didn't sell your stocks in Mark Nichols on Saturday night, I mean, that's you can't sell them anymore. <laughs> They're bottomed out. You, can't short, you cannot short now. Unfortunately, yeah. he has, he has he gone bankrupt. Yeah. Um, and look, I know that in both of our recaps so far, we've focused primarily on the teams that have lost, but that is also because we're yes. doing entire podcasts dedicated to the two grand finalists in the coming days. So Penrith fans, if you're listening to this and feeling like, your team didn't get a fair shake of the sauce bottle in this in this recap. You're probably right, but also on Thursday or Friday we will have a full episode just talking about Penrith. So yeah, that's stay it. Tuned for that. We have Same to be nice to them. Game. We have to be nice. That's I've been nice them all year. You, you and Mary and and others have, have said mean things about Penrith. Yes. I have defended them. Who's yes. you? Be more specific in your me, years. Me, definitely, me. <laughs> no, when I said you'd have Mary and when Mary and Dale said they'd cheer for the Roosters over Penrith in a grand final, it, it upset me. Although you weren't I here mean, that week. I mean, friend of the friend of the pod and uh, guest, three time guest, John Sharkey did describe Penrith as being like what did he say? Like Tennessee. I mean, those them. No, no, no. It was much worse than that, but I forget. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Penrith team on the field. I actually enjoy watching this team play, and I, and. They, they play like, and I know a lot of them have stayed together, but they play like a club footy side in a sense. Like you see them charhooing and enjoying themselves and stuff. I actually like that. Yeah, but yeah, great. people are, are death rowing them for the obvious reasons off the field, like in you know, the Philip Gould experience or how like their, their fan base is, I don't know what's going on there. They're so bitter and twisted and I don't know why. <laughs> they need credit, Matt. Like you're, you're far from the team that's under the grill the rest of the year from everyone else. You know, you're not the team that's under the pump from everyone else. It's not like you're the most hated team in the competition and they act like they are. Now they're on the front page of the telly today. This week, we're all Westies. Like if they're Sydney's, they're Sydney's team now, mate, they're the people's team. Sorry, Bungard. Um, but like the, the media now, the Sydney centric media, the Sydney media will now be like, Oh, well Penrith, we've got to back Penrith, yada, yada, yada. 
You know, yeah. Sydney's team now. You know, uh, we've all got a lot. It's like, come on, man. Do you do you remember in two thousand and two? Um, so famously in so famously at the football world cup that year, David Beckham was injured going into it. Remember he went, it was, he went into like hyperbaric chambers and sift or hydroponic mm. chambers, sorry, to try and get healthy and stuff. And there was something wrong with his, his ankle or something. And he had a metatarsal. The, all the, broke a metatarsal. Yeah, that's it. And then all the, all the, um, all the, all the London tabloids had like pray for, pray for David Beckham and stuff like that, like as on the back page and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The Telegraph tried to do, pray for Luke's leg for Luke Rickardson before the Warriors Roosters grand final as though like Bulldogs fans and Rabbitohs fans and Dragons fans were cheering for the Roosters against the Warriors. <laughs> Dumb. Give me a break. Although this year might be a little bit different because a lot of people do hate the Storm. So should have paid for uh, should have prayed for power for Billy Idol. Yeah. I, that's true. Um, Directed that prayers. Is very true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, again. But yeah, that's the fan base. I don't understand. I just don't understand them. If you get me, like, if you could explain it to me, people could. It'd be great if I understand where the chip comes from on their shoulders. So I don't get it. Yeah, well, I've never had right any in. issues with them. I don't particularly know why people I mean, dislike. Them, but... I've I've hated them for many years. From the yeah, for, I mean, you had the, Anthony the Griffin right oligarchy. Right. I had there, and Anthony Griffin. You know, I had the whole whole reason to hate them there. But I don't hate that side now. I'm still cheering for the Storm. Obviously, but uh, it just—it's just bizarre, like how my, how bitter they are against other rugby with other rugby league fans. Like, is it well, is it a I, race versus West thing? I don't know. I like I actually I like them. So whatever, who cares? Um, the NBN thing seems like going off more than usual tonight. It, needs but, um, it does. Yeah, I uh, I could hear it when I went to the bathroom earlier through my headphones. Jeez. It's the piercing noise it makes. So uh, oh, well, uh, I people it's, at it's home. Like, uh, are you still watching function? Are you still listening function for people who zone out? They hear the beep, yeah. like oh shit, podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, so in addition to these games, uh, in addition to Cam- Canberra and South Sydney's being over, a bunch of their players got named to the state of origin squad. So we had three from the Blues: Cody Walker, Damian Cook, Cameron Murray, and two from the Raiders. Uh, Nick Cottridge and Jack Whiten. So those five guys go into the squad. Really stoked for Cody Walker, given how it ended last year. A little surprised not to see Adam Reynolds there, though. No, uh, uh, no Jared Croker. No Jared Croker. You don't need to. You've you've, you've won. You don't need to gloat. Okay. Well, you've, I do apparently. We've got four. Right. Actually, I have four more years of that contract to to go on about. But you do. Anyway. Pace yourself. Um, I I am. Well, it's obviously okay. I'm obviously chief for Queensland, and I want the Blues to make wrong selections. But I also want the selection process to be respected and good players to earn rep jerseys. So on point two, there, I'm glad to be that Tatola didn't get named because Freddie was talking about naming him like three days ago, and he's bizarre. Well, he's, he, he got concussed, so maybe that's why. Yeah, but he's got like Freddie's kind of insane in that sense that he'll pick someone on the back of two or three games. Like remember two years ago, or was it last year? Anyway, when he when he called Ryan James and told Ryan yeah. James he was in, and then David Clement played well, so and he dropped him. Yeah, he was talking about Totola was going to. Oh, he played a great game against the Knights. I'm going to pick him. It's like, oh, geez, mate. Have you seen his like? He's good, but like, have you seen his whole year? Like, of all the middles you have, so that was I feel like that was one of his was... big things when he first came into the role. Was like, oh, you've got you've got to strike while the iron's hot. And for so long, New South Wales have been picking blokes based on like just incumbency and like a, le- a lengthy form stint of several months, if not years, and then still picking players who 
like forever they were pl- p- p- fans wanted to get rid of Robbie Farah to give like obviously Cook a run or to give Ennis a run or you know other players, and they he kept getting picked, but like when Freddie came in and started kind of throwing in unproven talent, everyone was like, oh, this is different, new and fun. Yeah. Well, it's nice and now when he's they're playing like, well, mate. But Yeah, but <laughs> there's a difference between playing well and playing well against the Knights or the Bulldogs. Yeah. Well, there's a difference like earning the jersey over a 20-week period or having two good games that happen to coincide with the origin yeah. selection. It, it's, like, it is funny, though, because like we've, we've spoken about this regarding... I think it was I think it was Mitch last week that was like you have two good games as a lock and suddenly you're the best lock in the comp. Yeah, that's exactly the same thing here. It's like oh, you play well against like the West Tigers and the Dragons and who who you beat the pants off and and suddenly you're you're a walk up start for Origin. It's like no, you got to do more than that. There's got to be more more to your more yeah. you know strings to your bow. Well, the, the one good thing is that it does seem that there's going to be a lot of Penrith players named because again, five or six weeks ago, the, the word out was like, they were going to pick no Penrith players, which has sounded ridiculous. Like there's quite a few there that deserve a call up. Some that won't actually be eligible. Like uh, I think Jerome Luai is not, not going to pick the blues. And yeah, play, he's, picking, I think he's play, picking Samoa to play in the season. And also test. playing for, well, there's no tests. So oh, well, he's playing nobody. Though, yeah. But yeah, um, because at lean Martin will, will probably get in same with Isaiah, Yo, maybe Crichton, I hope Nathan Cleary will get in, but those guys, you know, deserve that shot. But uh, Cody Walker, as you said, happy for him to get another shot. And it, there was word again that he'll start at five eight, which is also well earned. I'm not sure, but you know, don't mind that at he, all. They could throw. I don't know. Idea. Freddie's hard to guess. He could throw Whiten in there. Who knows? But yeah, those guys earned their, All those guys got picked this week earned their stripes. I thought uh, the wording of uh, Tatola and Leota, I was like, "There's he's telling me like if they pick Tatola and Leota, they might actually pick a worse pack than Queensland." Which is, you know, would be pretty hard to, to do Impossible. considering the middles that the Blues have available. But yeah, good on um, good on Cody getting another shot. Um, and no no shocks with the other four really, given yeah. that they were all there last year. So yeah, that's it. But, um, yeah. Um, before we go though, um, we've got a once again. You're going to get so many shoutouts this week, Patreons. Uh, if you want to support our work uh, this week more than any other week, we're really going the extra mile for you. Patreon.com forward slash. NRL Boom Rookies. Um, we just have a quick shout out to the people in the top two tiers of our Patreon support. And they are Bert Andrews, Carlo Tyson, Chris Avnell, Dan Cullinane, Dave, Frankie, Harvey G, Simo Ali, Jace G, Jason, Maddie McPee, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, Never Trendy, Roxanne Clark, Ty, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, Warwick Ahern, and Wayne Ritchie. Thank you once again for your continued support and to the rest of you that support us at the uh, lower tiers um, as well. We very much appreciate you guys uh, tuning in and supporting us um, through another painful South Sydney preliminary final defeat. Yeah. Oh, oh, God, I just remembered something else we forgot too. Tyro May what? played centre. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ivan big branded as well, but it just worked. Annoying. Yeah, why didn't it blow up in his face? Yeah. Oh, well, well Cleary's, uh, as you said, we're going to have other podcasts to talk more about the teams in the final. But yeah, Cleary's kicking game made the made selection look good because he obviously scored one try, but he, he was anonymous the rest of the game. But yeah, Cleary's kicking game is the best in the competition, you think, at this point. I think he surpassed Adam Reynolds's. Yeah, I think if Cleary tried to kick a 40-20, he'd put his foot behind the fucking line. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's, maybe that's why he didn't get the blue squad. Maybe that one moment, Freddie, was like penned through the name. Honestly, I'm fine with it. I respect it. I respect your decision, <laughs> Brad. Um, oh, boy. Uh, look, I'm sorry I wasn't as nihilistic as I'm sure the people who wanted me to be had hoped. But, um, you know, 
we're still fine. We're still here. We're still doing it. Um, mm. And I was saying before, like this is the first time since 2013 I've I will just be able because I'm not working the grand final because I don't work in sport anymore and see our son in it. So I'm not counting 2014 because that could didn't enjoy that. That was fucking stressful. So like this is the first time since 2013 I've been able to actually just chill out and enjoy grand final day. So that'll be good, I think. Hopefully, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I do have a question for you. Before okay. we go, I forgot we mentioned this before we started as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The stupid rebuild narrative that came oh out today God. about South. Where does South go from here, Bungard? Well, what do they do? Look, luckily, that that was like immediately, <laughs> oh. like, sometimes, sometimes takes are chucked up on the old timeline and they're immediately dismissed by everyone. This was one of those times. I don't think anyone thinks Souths need to blow it up because they came into a prelim final with half their team out injured and lost to the best team in the comp by four points. I don't think that means you have to blow up your entire team. I don't think that means you need to tell you. Take that. Yeah. Also like you're like you're six, seven and nine. Are, all, are they all like 28 to 30 as well? Like probably not time for rebuild. I wouldn't have thought when no. like your key playmakers are all in their prime. Um, also the getting Jaira next year, Latrell Mitchell will be healthy again. Um, they're maybe still getting Josh Shadow Carr. I, I, the rebuild happened in front of us this year. This is what good teams do. They don't take five to ten years like Newcastle or the Bulldogs or the West Tigers and and sell their fans on this grand rebuilding vision. This isn't this isn't baseball or basketball. There's no tanking for draft picks for five years at a time. Half the fucking teams make the finals. You shouldn't be shit for five to ten years and just be able to accept that. This was South's rebuilding year. They've rebuilt. They've retooled. They look good. Um, they didn't win the comp, but you know, only one team gets to win the comp at the end of the year. And no one thought they were going to come close to winning the comp at the midpoint of the, uh, at the midpoint of this season. No one, not a, not me, that's for sure. Um, so, rebuild. What rebuild? It's 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 rebuilt. It is, and I, you nailed it, mate. Like before the season started, I lost Sam Burgess, and everyone's like, "Well, gonna have to restart from there." <laughs> you know, it's like, "Well, they've already got Arrow." People thought this wasn't the year. Good teams built on the fly. Souths are built on the fly. They'll be competitive again next year. I think agree. Yep. Having said easy. that, would still would still like another edge forward. Unless Jairo, well, unless they just chuck Jairo on the edge. Well, Ethan Lowe's news obviously unfortunate. Yeah, well, that doesn't help. If, you know, if people miss that, Ethan Lowe's retired because of his neck injury. Um, and, um, yeah, the, the back row is a huge concern for next year, and I'd love to get out of car. But other than that, pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, you know, Bailey Sirenin did a respectable job end of the year. So did Jed Cartwright when he came on. And, and Sua, he, did, he did. And Sewer's fine. I'm happy to roll with Sewer going been, forward. He's getting uh, finally putting hits on like his reputation. Before, yeah, but there's just no depth behind those guys is my problem. Oh. So, yeah, um, but, as, we know, saw, as we saw on Saturday. That's it. And, you know, this team, you have to find, you know, well, sorry. You've got to do something with James Roberts, be that a player swap or something. There's, you know, there's pieces to move around that you can solve those problems with. Potentially, he's one of them. But yeah, they, yeah and Ethan Lowe, that, unfortunately, I mean that frees up some money as well. Sad as, as said, it is, mate, this team so. has good problems now. It has problems like the Trell or Corey Allen at fullback. That's a good problem to have. It has yep. problems are like okay, well, like guys well, like Colin Tungy and make the bench next year. Well, does Tom Amone make the bench? I don't know. So like Tom Burgess, I was about to say that Tom Burgess, Tatola, Murray, Jairo, Colin Tungy is a, a rotation. Liam Knight is now a six middle rotation or so. If it's that, you have to find minutes and the way to use those guys. You know, whereas we people thought this team had no middles when you started. Like, it's a good, they've got good problems coming. They've got like 17 backs to fit into four spots. Yeah. They've rebuilt. Just, just um, still wish John Sutton was playing. 
No one even talked about that, by the way. This like that John like he was so important to everything they did last year. So it's a creative back rower. The guy players like him are so unique and so rare. There's like who's like him? Like Mateo and Wade Graham are the only other guys you'd put in that sort of basket off the top of my head. Yeah. yeah. Right. That you can't replace someone like that. Um and they yeah. So you know, I'm feeling pretty good about next year, yeah. you know. And the other funny thing, a bit of credit to Cody Walker actually did because a lot of his good work came off the back of that combination with Sutton. You know, he did well without him there. But as you said, mate, he's 30. Reynolds is 30. I think Cook's like, is he 30 as well or 29? He's close to it. Yeah, close to. I think Cody's only 20. Is Cody 30? I thought he was only like 28. Yeah, Cody's yeah. 30. Right. There you go. Cook's 29. Like, this, yeah, he said, this is it. Like, this team is competing again next year. And, you know, you've got who knows? two. You've got probably the. They win, they've got like what, probably another two, three years in this window, and then they've got to work it out after that. Yeah. Unless yeah. Joseph Stuali does turn out to be the next Greg Inglis, in which case they'll be fine forever. Well, yeah. So And there's that as well. Like talking about rebuild, they've already planned that shit. <laughs> like they've already signed they've, actually who knows what the hell's going on. Every three weeks we hear a new contract for Joseph Stuali. Who knows? Just put Latrell Mitchell at left back rower. It's fine. I mean it wouldn't suck. I mean, I mean he 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 would he would enjoy it. it. Means he doesn't have to worry so much about dropping weight before the season. Yeah. That's true. He also has to make 35 tackles, though, Dale. Yeah. Ah. I just don't want to see Ken Murray play left edge again. No, that really no. fucked us, didn't it? No, well. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? All right. That's enough. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. Say goodbye, Dale. Yay, yay. See ya. <laughs> and it's goodbye from me. <laughs>